Welcome to the Instant Journeyman Podcast Monday Motivation Series. I'm your host, Jeremy Andrzejewski. And with the Monday Motivation Series, we're going to go ahead and start off by interviewing successful businessmen and women, entrepreneurs, athletes, award-winning chefs, healthcare professionals, and so on to learn what drives them to be successful and what keeps them motivated once they are successful. So if you're having a rough week, or just need a little bit of a, a kick in the ass, uh, that's what we're here to do. So uh, please enjoy. This episode is sponsored by Eat Right Foods, the official partner of the Buffalo Bills and Buffalo Sabres. So if you're looking to eat like a professional athlete, or you just want to improve your life by eating cleaner and freeing up time for those things that really matter in life, Eat Right Foods provides a huge assortment of high-quality foods with easy online ordering and kitchen-to-door delivery. Uh, if you're in the Buffalo area, you can do pickup. Or if you are anywhere in the U.S., you can go ahead and order online where all meals are just $10 each. Shipping to the East Coast is included, and all Midwest and West Coast orders have a flat rate for shipping. Uh, orders are due every Thursday by noon, and then you get them the following week. Uh, all orders will be shipped out uh, the following Monday, and... Boom, meals to your door. So check out eatrightfoods.com. All right, and today's guest is Chris Walzak. Chris Walzak is a regional sales manager covering over 32 territories in the New England area for a medical device manufacturer. Uh, with 15 years of experience in the healthcare industry and 11 highly awarded years in sales, he has dedicated his life to working to improve the lives of others through his daily work, uh, proving that it's never impossible to improve yourself. In addition to managing a successful career and having a growing family, Chris went to college late in life, starting in 2013 at the age of 28, and he has since earned an associate's in business administration, a dual bachelor's in management and marketing, and is currently working on his MBA in management with an additional concentration in finance. Uh, it's, it's, it's amazing. Uh, Chris currently lives in a suburb outside of Buffalo, New York with his wife and three kids. Uh, and we had, we just had a great conversation. Um, he talks about, uh, you know, mentors. He talks about, uh, these four pillars that I think everybody should listen to. And, uh, last but not least, his answer to the million dollar question is great. Uh, so, uh, tune in and enjoy. All right. Welcome, Chris. How are you? Doing all right. How about yourself? Not too bad. Not too bad. I, uh, I, I, I was I was just talking. Uh, I actually talked to Shay, and and you and I connected uh, over <laughs> Facebook because yeah. you commented on Shay's uh, podcast with me, and you're like, "This was really good, man." If you if you're ever interested in, in you know talking to a regional sales manager who uh, you know lost his way and came from you know from nothing, I would I would love to do it. And I was like, "Hell yeah, let's let's get you on the show." Uh, so we we finally got you on the show, and uh, I'm excited to have you. Uh, and, and yeah, we haven't talked since high school, which we both graduated. We graduated, uh, what, 2000 and 2002, if you could believe it. Yeah. Oh my God. 
really <laughs> dating us. Old. I, know, <laughs> I, you know, you don't really think of it that often, but man, that is a long time ago. Well, it depends on who you are. I don't know about you, but I think about it pretty often. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like an old fart sometimes, but uh, uh, but man, there's there's a lot of space in between 2002 and today. You know, I feel like a totally different person. Oh my yeah. goodness, I'm I am yes, I am. I you know, it's so funny. You think you know so much, and then you look back at yourself, you know five years ago and you're like, I didn't know shit. And then you look at yourself 10 years ago and you're like, Oh my God, I didn't know anything. And then, and then you keep on going back and you're like, Holy crap. I was such an idiot back then. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. It's, it's funny. Uh, I was just, uh, I said to somebody just recently, maybe a month or two ago that I really missed back when I was a teenager and I knew everything Yeah, because I feel like a dumbass all the time now. <laughs> it's, it's so funny. My, my grandfather, he, he used to tell my dad, uh, my grandfather would be over and and we were younger, me and my brother, and, and my my grandfather would tell my dad, Joe, you should let the kids move out now while they know everything, because later on in life they're gonna realize they don't know shit, and they're gonna right. be struggling. He's like, let yeah. them move out now. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so you know, I'm I'm super excited to to be on uh, on this with you today because you know, like you said, I I saw you know what you'd done to Shade. I listened to that episode. And I was so impressed with you for a, a couple of different reasons. You know, um, you know, number one, I love your style. Uh, it's it's this kind of halfway in between this great conversational style and, you know, uh, like a, a, a classical interview type of style. And it's just very natural and very easy to listen to. And I think you've got some really, really great questions uh, that you've come up with that uh, really pull a lot of great information and compelling content out of people. But so many people think that, uh, you know, quote, success is this monolith, right? It's a static formula. It's A plus B equals C, you know, and that you have to do all of these things uh, in order to add up to somebody that's successful, you know. But in reality, it looks so much different for everybody. You know, everybody that gets to a, a, a point of success in their life they all get there in a different way and it all looks different and it all feels different, you know? So, you know, if I go back, you know, we're talking about high school and if I go back and, you know, uh, you know, somebody said, well, what do you need to do to be successful? If we ask, you know, if we asked high school kids now, what do you need to do to be successful? You know, what do you think they would say? Well, you know, as soon as I get out of high school, I have to go to college. And then as soon as I get out of college, I have to go into the workforce and I have to do this and I have to do that. And I have to do this other thing. Right. But, you know, when you interview Shay or you interview Craig or, you know, we'll get into, you know, my story too, you know, Shay grew up in these restaurants and he had this like love hate relationship with, with cooking, but it was always this passion for him. And he followed through on that to get to where he is today. Or you had uh, Craig who studied to be a um, physical therapist and then eventually found his way into, you know, being an apprentice for, for being and turned into a pastry chef, you know, and it, it's, the the allowance to do things differently and to reinvent yourself if that's what you want to do and to find what makes you really happy and i think it's such an important message now more than ever you know to to allow people to you know to dream differently and to feel okay about that and i i love it that that's what i'm pulling out of what you're doing i yeah i i'm so i'm so glad you said that because i, I that's that's one of the things like i'm i'm intrigued when, when I, when I find somebody that I, I think is successful, you know, I, I don't, I don't look at success based off of, 
you know, dollars and cents. I don't look at success based off of titles and things like that. I look at how, you know, how they got there and what they're doing and whether it's successful or not. Like, like Shay, he's a success. Why? I mean, he's, he's, he's won awards. He's been nominated for awards. He's, he's done a ton in his industry, right? So just because you are not, you know, on top chef, doesn't mean that you're not a phenomenal, successful chef. He, he is successful in that industry. And, and to show that, and like you said, there's no one recipe for success. No pun intended there, right? We're talking about chefs and recipes. <laughs> um, no, it's, I just, it's funny it was, because <laughs> I actually, I had that written in my notes because I, you know, I made some notes on, you know, some things <laughs> that I wanted to touch on and I put, there are as many recipes and timelines for success as there are successful people. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. You nailed it on the head. And and I was just talking to somebody else and, and, and she was, she was saying that, you know, what works for me might not work for somebody else. You have to listen to your own body. You have to listen to your own, you know, um, your own way. And, and, and that's why I like when, when we get into this and we start talking and having the conversation, I, I do ask, you know, like what time do you wake up? Because mm-hmm. I've had now, you're going to be the 10th episode. Um, I've had, you know, nine people in front of you give me their times that they wake up. But I, I like to go ahead and show that because I like to show the listeners that it's not one thing. Like there's not one thing that says, hey, if you wake up at 530 every morning, you're going to be successful. No. I mean, some people wake up at five. Some people wake up at eight. You know, so I, I like to show that there's a variance there. And and how do they start their day? Do they, you know, do they do it with a workout? Do they do it with coffee? Do they do it? whatever? So that's that's what I like about this is it's it's not showing you one particular way uh, to success. You know, it's it's showing you that there's multiple ways and that you can become successful no matter what through either hard work or dedication or whatever. So that's, that's what we got into there. So I, I'm, I'm glad, I mean, y- you picked up on what I was putting down. So I'm, I'm glad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but I, I love it. You know, I've become a huge fan uh, of this podcast and, and of yourself as an interviewer um, just over the, the course of the past couple of weeks since, uh, since I discovered uh, the podcast and really dug into it. So uh, you've got a, a dedicated listener in me, that's for sure. Well, I, I really do appreciate. It. I appreciate the kind words, and I appreciate you listening because it's it makes me it makes me feel better that I'm actually you know you know getting to some people out there. Um, you know, I I just looked you know today, and I, this is my sixth week, and I already have 670 downloads. So I'm averaging a little over 100 downloads a week, which I realize is not big. You know, you have people that get millions of downloads for one you know one episode. Uh, but I'm I'm starting off from scratch. I don't have a listening base. I don't have anything. So I'm I'm excited about this, and and I'm I'm glad that you you know you're you're taking what you know you're taking a lot from it, and you're you're actually taking what I was what my goal was. So uh, this is good. <laughs> well, that's awesome. That means you're doing a good job if you're able to uh, to convey what your mission uh, is and and why you you created this podcast uh, without having to say it. Then obviously you're doing a great job of it. Well, thank you, thank you. So let's 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 dive in, and and now, you know, I I, I recorded the intro, so we're good there. Uh, what I did want to go ahead and say is is you're the regional sales manager covering. I mean, I can't believe it, 32 territories in the New England area, yeah. um, which is a uh, for for a medical device manufacturer. And how, how the heck did you get there, right? So a regional sales manager, that's 
you know, that's a pretty good role. I, I think it got downplayed with, uh, with the office, with Michael Scott, <laughs> regional sales manager. Do you have a, a, a assistant to the regional sales manager? <laughs> uh, no, no, I don't have an assistant to the regional sales manager. Uh, I should, I should be uh, petitioning the office uh, for that because uh, I do but have no, a lot on my plate. And, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but no, I, 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 I want to know, like, uh, you 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 shared with me privately, but like, how how did you get to where you are now? Like, how did you get to that position? You know, because you you didn't start off down that road, right? I did not. You know, uh, after high school, um, I mean, I was lost. You know, and I told you, you know, I, that I really lost my way, but uh, I didn't really sell it to you very hard. You know? Right. Uh, when I when I left high school, I, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't know what I wanted to be. Uh, if I wanted to be anything, I. I had no direction. Um, I got into drugs, you know, and I just, I went down a dark path and, um, you know, eventually I found my way into a good job in the dental industry, uh, working as a lab technician in a dental laboratory, you know, um, it was super interesting. Uh, and you know, it was very detail oriented and, and, you know, there was something about it that I really thought was cool. Uh, and it, you know, it paid about the same as the concrete construction job that I was working at the same time. Uh, and it was a hell of a lot easier. So I thought, Hey, I'm just going to go ahead and do this. <laughs> um, so, but the, uh, the guy that I was working for decided after a few weeks that, uh, my personality didn't quite jive with his business. So he let me go, but I really, there was something about that job that it, I just had a feeling about it. So I went and I found another uh, dental laboratory that was hiring. And uh, I went in there, put on a suit, which in retrospect was really stupid. I don't know if you've ever been inside a dental laboratory, but they're like, nope. they're dusty places. It's, it's, uh, it's light manufacturing is what it is. So, you know, I'm this, this doofus walking into a light manufacturing facility wearing a fucking suit, you know, <laughs> but you know, whatever. I, I was hungry. I wanted that job. And I regurgitated every technical term that I learned in those three weeks. And, you know, he gave the, my, the, my boss, uh, my new boss gave me that job and he, but he put me up against, uh, somebody that was going to school for it at Erie community college. Uh, and he said, you know, I'm going to have you work part-time. I'm going to have her work part-time and we'll see which one of you works out the best. So after a few weeks, he comes to me with this box full of, uh, of dental models. And he says, um, can you tell me what's wrong with all of these? And I looked at him, and after about 10 seconds, I said, well, they're all done backwards. And he said, can you start full-time tomorrow? Oh. <laughs> so that's how I got into my – that's my origin story for getting into healthcare. I, I love it. working there, right? Yeah. Um, so then a really formative experience happened for me where I worked on a very large and important case. It was a gentleman who – had basically had his entire mouth destroyed. And if memory serves correctly, um, I believe he had had a, an accident with a chainsaw. Uh, and he had to have his entire jaw rebuilt, but he had no teeth. So we totally rebuilt this guy's mouth from uh, dental implants all the way up through the prosthetics. And it was at that point that I understood that I was in a position to make a real difference in people's lives. And that spoke to me greater than anything that I'd ever done at any point in my life. 
So that's how I got into, you know, this healthcare industry. Then in, in 2009, I found out that I was going to be a father. And at this point, I was still kind of dabbling with drugs. And I thought I was going to be like a rock star. And I was doing this music thing on the side, poorly, I might add. Um, <laughs> and uh, I was still just kind of aimless. And then all of a sudden, I found out I was going to be a father. And it clicked. It just it changed for me in an instant. Um, and I, I sent my resume out to this um, a company in Amherst. New York called Iva Clark Vivida. Uh, they're this world-class dental, uh, um, dental device and dental material company, just totally unsolicited. I sent them my resume and sure enough, they had a sales job. I'd never done sales before. I didn't know anything about sales. I don't know if you remember me from high school, but I was never the most um, extroverted person. You know, it's a little weird. Yeah. It was geeky. No, I, I wouldn't know, say weird. I, you, you were just, you were just a little quiet, little, you know, to yourself, oh, reserved, I would say. Oh, Jeremy, you're so kind. I was weird. <laughs> I still am. I still am. And that's okay. <laughs> you know, um, but, you know, I said, what the hell? I'm going to give it a shot. And um, so I, I started out in sales there. And that's how I started my sales journeys. And October 5th, 2009. So it's uh, 11 years ago yesterday. Wow. I started in sales, which is amazing. You know, it, it's funny. It just, I didn't even realize that it was uh, so close to the anniversary. So I found in sales the ability to create my own success. And that changed my life. Because once you're able to, uh, to control so much about your own success and your own career trajectory, uh, it changes everything. And um, I found in, in my boss there, um, Craig Garner, somebody that would become, you know, one of my first really formative mentors. And he really took me under his wing and he taught me a lot of very valuable lessons about myself, uh, about business and about how to uh, create value everywhere around me within an organization so that I could feel like I was contributing at a higher level and so that I could um, continue to move forward in my career. He gave me a lot of direction and I'll never, ever forget him for that. In fact, I just talked to him last week very briefly. We just texted back and forth. Um, it's, I, I, before you continue, I, I, yeah. I think that it's so important to have a, a mentor. And, and I, I, I read somewhere that you should have actors for your life, whether it's, you know, you know, you have, you have a, somebody for each aspect of your life. You should have somebody that you have like a mentor for business, a mentor for, you know, family life, a mentor for relationship, mentor for, you know, physical, like I, 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 I truly believe that I, and, and I definitely have not kept to that, but I'm, my goal is to get back to that where I do have somebody I can talk to and bounce ideas, bounce you know, issues or whatever off of. So I, I it's, it's cool to hear that you say, you, you know, you have a mentor like that and you still keep in touch. I, I found that mentors um, have been one of the most important aspects of my, uh, of my personal and my professional growth. Um, you know, and so, I mean, I could go on about my, um, my career trajectory, but 
you know, I think that maybe I should just sum it up to say that I did very, very well at Ivan Clark. I was able to uh, to get myself into uh, a new sales position with uh, another uh, dental company called Noble BioCare, uh, which uh, focuses on uh, dental implants. Uh, I did quite well there. Um, I went out of my way to contribute to the organization at a higher level. Um, I had great mentors there. My immediate uh, boss, Mike Campbell, um, the country manager, Joe Day, both of whom I, I still keep in contact with now. Um, and they gave me continual opportunities to um, to project myself throughout the organization, to grow. Um, they gave me opportunities to do project management with marketing. Um, I became a field sales trainer. Um, I really got buy-in from everybody. Uh, and then after that, um, I was finally given the opportunity to, to step forward and, uh, and become the regional sales manager where I am now with uh, Zionx Medical. Uh, so I've stepped out of the, uh, the dental arena for the first time after 15 years. I spent in dental. Wow. Um, I, uh, I took a step forward into the, uh, the broader medical device um, uh, world. So, um, but during that time, um, I started going back to school back in 2013. You know, I think I told you, you know, after, after high school, you know, I didn't know what to do with myself. Um, but in 2013, in between my first and second um, child, um, I realized that I had it really good, but I had no guarantees. So uh, I started going back to school and uh, I got uh, my associate's degree in, uh, in business in 2017, I think is when I graduated with that. Uh, and then I got a, a dual bachelor's degree in, uh, in management and marketing uh, in early 2019. And then last fall, I started my MBA program. I'm currently uh, a little more than halfway through my MBA program pursuing uh, management and uh, financial analysis. So that's awesome. I, and, and that just goes to show you, I mean, it's, it's, you've gotten to where you are because of hard work and dedication. Like you're, you are plugging away. You're not only doing a full-time job, but you're going to school. You're a dad of, I believe three, right? Three kids. Yep. I have a yeah, so, I mean, old daughter and a seven-year-old and a 10-year-old son. Holy crap, man. So you're, I mean, that's, it's, so my, 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 my normal question is like, how did you get there? You know, and, and you share, it's, it's just pure hard work and, and dedication. Like it wasn't, it wasn't luck. Like you didn't, you just did the time you paid, you know, quote unquote paid your dues. And that's something I hate when people say it's like oh, you just got to pay your dues i'm like nah fuck that i want to i want if i do a good job i i shouldn't have to wait you know two years to go ahead and be where i'm supposed to be if i do a good job i should be able to do it now and it seems like you not only did a good job but you also paid your dues you went through you know many different levels to get to where you're at so that's super impressive man what a great story of like how you 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 were lost then you, you stumbled upon this and you said i'm going to go ahead and do it Three weeks later, you're back out on the street of, of not having that job that you were kind of into. And then, you know, you, you said that, you know, hindsight, you, you wore a, a suit and it was kind of stupid to do. But I, I dude, I applaud you for that. that. That's awesome because it shows that you were you were there for the right reason. You were, you were there because you wanted to be there. And, uh, you know, people say dress for the position you want, not for the position you have. Uh, and boom, you you did it. 
So that was, I mean, even, even though you don't, you might not think it that way or you weren't thinking that way back then, you just wanted to make a good impression. I think that was, that was, you know, a great, great thing to do. Well, uh, you know, I appreciate that. And, uh, you know, I, I always feel like you, you, you always have to try and put your best foot forward. You know what I mean? And, uh, right. putting in the effort is, is, is so important. Um, you know, even if, if you don't know where you're going, uh, putting in the effort is, uh, is absolutely essential. But you Agreed. know what I would, one thing I really wanted to share with you, um, is, you know, I was thinking about, you know, what are the overarching tenants? You know, what are the pillars that I, uh, that I learned and clung to and, and, uh, and used throughout my career? You know, what can I pass on to somebody that might be listening to this? And I came up with four different things. If, if you don't mind, if I share them with you, I prepare no, a lot of everything. You know, I honestly, I prepare, uh, <laughs> I prepare to the teeth. I love it. Everything that I do. So the first tenant I came up with was, and this is, you're going to love this one. Develop your network. Don't burn bridges and never forget where you came from. That's, you know, yeah, that's spot on. Relish your mentors. You know, you have to be a mentor. What, you know, don't just take mentorship, you know, give mentorship when you can too. You know, it's one of the things I love about the job that I'm doing now is I have all of these sales reps out in the field that are doing, you know, what I started out doing 11 years ago. Uh, and they're looking for guidance. They're looking for help. They want to be successful. They're out there. They're hungry. And I'm in a position now where I can go out there. That's why I'm out, I'm out in the field, you know, uh, every Monday through, through Wednesday. Uh, so I usually leave home Sunday night and then uh, I I come back home Thursday, uh, Thursday morning, Thursday afternoon, um, so that I can be out here in the field with my reps and teach them everything that I know. And I get such a high out of it when I say, you know, next time try it this way. And then they try it that way and they get a totally different result than they were getting before, you know, and I've helped them, you know, I've, I've helped them to develop the next step in their career, the next step in their skill set, or, you know, all these things. And it, uh, it, it just, it's, it's such a great feeling to know that I'm, I'm helping these people and in the healthcare industry, I'm helping them help healthcare providers service their patients better. And, you know, what a great thing to be able to say, Yeah, you know, and the, the last part about this whole, this, this tenant here is the never forget where you came from. Always give credit to those whose shoulders you stand on. There's no such thing as a self-made man. I hate that phrase. There's, there's you know, self-made man. Nobody is self-made in this world. We've all stood on the shoulders of the people that have helped us along the way. Even the people that have done the most amount of work themselves, there's always been a boss that's, uh, that's taken them under their wing and given them some advice. There's been a, a prospect that they called on that said, you know what, Hal, I'm going to give this kid a chance. You know, yeah, we'll do some business. I'll give you a shot. You yeah, know, there's there's been somebody somewhere that has given you that leg up because you were hungry enough and you came at the right time and, and they believed in you and should never, ever forget that. Because I see a lot of people that attain success and they say, well, I'm a self-made man. And then they look down on everybody else, everybody that that was there where they came from, everybody that that helped them along the way. And it's a disservice, you know, and it creates this false image. That uh, again, going back to there's there's so many 
uh, roads to take to get to success, it, it, it makes those roads appear closed. Right. People that don't know any better. Absolutely. Know? Yeah. So the second tenet is to dedicate yourself to lifelong learning and self-improvement. You know, going through school like I have or, you know, always trying to learn new things. You know, if you're the kind of person that, you know, if you've got a leaky faucet in your house, you don't know a damn thing about plumbing. Do you go on, uh, do you go on YouTube and, and find out how to fix a leaky faucet or do you call a plumber? I'm the kind that looks on YouTube to fix a leaky faucet. I don't call a plumber unless I really break something and I get myself in the shit. And then right. I call, <laughs> call a plumber, you know. Um, but, uh, you know, you've got to find out how to do a lot of stuff. You need a broad knowledge base and experience um, because there's always this intersectional application of, of knowledge, you know, in anything that you're doing where if you know how to do this other stuff, you can kind of connect the dots and figure out how to do something else. Uh, but it also helps with relationship development. I mean, if you know a lot about a lot of different things, you know, you can really easily relate to a lot of different people. And going back to what we were previously talking about, developing your network is all about getting to know people, identifying with people, connecting with people. And if you have a very limited knowledge of things, you're not reaching out and, and you don't have that intellectual curiosity, you're going to have a very limited subset of people that you can connect with meaningfully. You know? Yeah, I agree. And um, with respect to success it's impossible to measure success without goals and it's impossible to hit your goals without a plan and making a plan and sticking to it and and having goals is something that i believe is something that many many people don't do and don't think to do you know and how can you truly say that you're successful if you never made a goal and 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 measured yourself uh, against that goal you know, and so I think that's an important thing too. You know, yeah, well, no, I, I think, I think that that's that's a, that's a really important, you know, uh, uh, part of this is you, you have to set goals. Like I've I've set goals for this podcast, you know, and and I started this off just because I wanted an outlet and and I wanted to, you know, uh, dabble. I, I I always joke that I love being at the center of attention, and I you know it. This is you know, the perfect outlet for me to do that. Uh, and, and also for me to meet and interview different individuals that I find interesting, successful, whatever. And, and I'm learning a lot. Like when I, when I interview with all these different people, it's not just because I'm like, Oh, well, let me just go ahead and, and let, let people, you know, pick up what they can from this. I'm because I'm actually interested in it and I learned from it. So I, I, I agree with you there. So I, I've, I've, I've accomplished, you know, two of those things where I, I I'm, learning right so lifelong learning i'm learning from these you know individuals that i interview such as yourself and then on top of that you know i just it's i'm 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 a big fan of what you're saying so far so i'll I'll let you continue sorry (laughs) i I think maybe that's why uh i really like your interviewing style because you know you can tell that you're genuinely interested you know you're not faking it you're not you're not a fraud you're not just going through the motions you're not phoning it in you know you can tell that you have genuine interest in the in the people that you're talking to and i think that really shines through yeah, I, for for me, I think that that's that's very important. You know, I I I won't bring on a, a guest that I just don't have any interest in because then, it, like you said, it will come across. It will come across. So, like a lot of times, you know, there will be other interviews that I do. I'm sure, you know, and I'm just getting started, so I'm sure there's going to be interviews that I I go through that 
I just don't gel with the person. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe we're not, you know, on the same page on a lot of things and, and it's just not, and it'll come across. But right now I've been lucky to have a lot of people that I think are interesting to me and that I like to, to you know, have a conversation with. And I think that, you know, like you said, it, it, it comes through authentic and, and, and I think that's very important. And that, that brings me to my last one. I promise I'm done with the monologue. After this one. <laughs> I promise. I just thought that these were like super important, you know, like thinking over these. I, ha- I felt like I had this like really light bulb moment where, you know, maybe some kid that's as lost as I used to be is going to listen to this and, and be like, oh, my God, this guy's spitting, right? <laughs> I love it. No, that's and that's that's great. I think I think that that's perfect. Um, so the last one um, is to be adaptable but be authentic, you know, to learn how to wear many hats without wearing many faces. You know, I feel like so many people um, have a work them and then they have a home them and then they have a a them that they, that they are with friends uh, and a them that they are at the grocery store. You know, there's a, there's so much inauthenticity uh, in our culture and in our lives right now. And we fail to integrate our true self into everything that we do. And I feel like that's a real failing. And and I'll tell you why it's because um, you can't just be this, you know, you can't be one dimensional, right? So you have to branch out into all these different roles in order to be successful, but you can't allow yourself to abandon who you are because what happens if you abandon who you are in these roles, eventually people find out that you're a fraud and nobody likes a fraud. You will lose every time because people won't like you, as, or at least they won't like you as much as they would. They won't trust you as much as they would otherwise. If you would just be honest and be authentic and bring yourself into everything that you do. And, you know, I have to wear the boss hat, you know, being a, a manager like I am. And, you know, I have to, you know, I have to be a husband. And I have to be a father and I have to be a friend and I have to be all these different things. But I'm always Chris Walzak anywhere that I am and anything that I'm doing, you know, and for better or for worse. I mean, do I make mistakes, you know, doing that? Do I make uh, as, as Craig Garner, my, you know, my first uh, boss in sales would, would say, do, do I make some CLM, some career limiting moves? Uh, being uh, being myself and uh, and having the mouth that I do because man I'm a squeaky wheel uh, I am a squeaky wheel and all squeaky <laughs> wheels um, yeah maybe I do sometimes but by and large it's a net positive and I think that you know everybody it would be a net positive for everybody because at least at the end of the day you're going to feel better about yourself because you're not pretending to be a lot of things that you're not. I agree. So. I think I, listen I. I, I love those four fa- those uh, four what did you call them uh, four uh, four pillars we can call them four pillars uh, it, it sounds a little grandiose but uh, you know we'll run no, with I, it. I love that and 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 uh, when when I when I post this I, I will uh, you know when you post it to Apple podcasts uh, they allow you to put show notes so I'm, I'm actually gonna put those four pillars in the show notes. So that you know, people can you know check it out and be like, oh, that that seems interesting. I want to I want to listen to it. So, just uh, the, just an FYI, if you awesome. if you listen to it. So yeah, that's that that's that's, awesome, that's great. I'm gonna add those. Um, but no, I I I I dude, I'm you know the more and more we we have this conversation, I'm 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 getting to know you a little bit more. Like I said, we haven't we haven't talked since high school, so 2002, 
And, you know, just through, you know, chance, you listen to Sherry's podcast and, and we got you on here. So I'm, I'm really impressed at where you've, where you've come from and what you've done so far. I mean, this is, this is great. Um, so, so my, my question to you is like, what keeps you motivated now? Now you've hit regional sales manager. Uh, you have, you know, a, a wife, three kids at home. Uh, so and, and, and I don't, I don't know about your personal life. We don't have to talk about it, but I would seem, it seems like you're pretty successful in, in your career. You have a pretty good home life. Um, it, your, your wife is, is very supportive, you know, letting you travel, not letting you, but having you travel <laughs> Monday through Wednesday. Right. You know, like I, I, I go through the same thing. You know, I, I, I always had the conversation with my, my wife, you know, when we were you know dating and then when we got engaged, I was like, listen, you know, for work, I travel a lot, so I need to, you know, I need to be make sure you're okay with that. And she's 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 awesome. She's like, you know, that's that's what you do. And luckily, I met her traveling, so it's not like she's ever been used to anything else. So, what my question to you is, what keeps you motivated to keep going? What what keeps you like? You've hit a level. You could easily go ahead and say, all right, I'm happy where I'm at. You know, I I can do this. It's sustainable. I'm able to go ahead and live a comfortable lifestyle with my family, and I enjoy my job, which it sounds like you do. But uh, just having this conversation with you, I understand that you're still driven. You still have other goals, you know, and and you don't have to share those goals with me. But uh, what keeps you motivated to keep going is the question. Well, I would be remiss if I didn't take the opportunity uh, to take a moment to talk about my wife and uh, you know, and then I'll move on to the, to the motivation aspect. But uh, my wife couldn't possibly be any more supportive. She is behind me a hundred percent. And I cannot say enough about how absolutely wonderful she is. Uh, she is extremely strong. She's extremely resilient. Um, and I honestly couldn't possibly do what I do without her. You know, I, I would be, uh, you know, I, I'd be buried in what I'm doing if it weren't for her. So I decided to take a moment out just to officially say that. Uh, and it's not just because I know she's going to listen. Uh, it's, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, besides that, she doesn't mind so much that I'm gone so much. It's less for her to clean. All right. There you go. There you go. <laughs> So, uh, so what keeps me motivated? You know, I, honestly, simply put, you know, I'm not done yet. You know, when I when I turned 30, so um, I started going back to school when I was 28, right? And I thought, well, I'll go for business. It's a utilitarian degree. I know I can, you know, get a lot of juice out of it, right? So it's worth the squeeze. But you know, after a little while going, um, and I, I turned 30, I thought, man, I got to make a plan. I need a goal. So my goal became um, by the age of 40, and now I've maybe moved the goalpost a little bit. And now my, my goal is before I turn 41, I bought myself a little extra fudge fact. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. So what's into uh, executive management? That's, executive management. Oh, okay. That is my goal. Um, and uh, so in order to reach that goal, I, I made the plan of – you know, achieving my uh, my associates and then my bachelor's and then eventually going on to get my master's, which is, you know, what I'm doing now. Uh, and then also to uh, um, in parallel 
continue along my uh, my career path. So, you know, the fact that I'm not done yet, I have not yet reached my goal, uh, and I'm still executing on my plan. Uh, that helps to keep me motivated. But you know, I'm really grounded uh, in the fact that I need to take care of my family because you know, like I said, you know, when I first got into sales, what was it that spurred me into action? You know, to to get into uh, a higher level of, of career. It was the fact that I was going to be a father. Um, and on it, you know, obviously that, that motivation has only tripled since then, you know, that I have three children. Um, I want to give them the best life I possibly can. Show a good example of work ethic to them, you know, show them what, what hard work means and what it can get you. Um, and, you know, the final benchmark by which I want to be measured by my family is that is when I die, I, I would like them to be able to honestly say that, you know, maybe I wasn't perfect, but I always did my best and I always had them in mind, you know? So I think about that a lot, you know, what, what my, uh, what my legacy will be with my children. Um, and it, it means something to me uh, to leave them with that impression uh, and to hopefully make that impact on them. You know, but also, you know, in the spirit of, uh, of, of my, you know, constant self-improvement, you know, going back to that, uh, that pillar, you know, how can I not keep moving forward? If I'm not, if you're not growing, you're dying. You know, I don't, I don't know who said it's that, some, some business proverb, right? That's, you know, that's, that's, that's something that some, I, I, that's, it's a reoccurring theme is everybody I talk to has some form of that statement as if you're not growing you're dying. And, you know, if you're not moving forward, you're, you're dying. And, and I, I love it. I think that is so accurate, so accurate. So that's, yeah. that's, 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 that's great. That's yeah. great to, to, to know. So I, 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 and, and if there's one thing I can say consistently is every time I have a, a you know, a Monday motivation guest on it's, it's that theme is like, you got to keep moving forward. Otherwise you're, you're dying. And, and, and that could be in business, that could be in life, that could be in fitness, that could be in whatever. So, I mean, I, I know, I know for a fact, you know, I've, I've been, you know, doing fitness for a long time, right. Being in fitness and holy cow, man, if, if you stop just for two weeks, mm -hmm. you're, you're dying, you're losing all your gains, you're losing everything. So I, 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 from every aspect, it's, it's true. Um, yeah. So, so my, 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 the next thing I always like to ask is what time of the day do you wake up? Are you an early riser? Are you a late riser? Um, is it a seven day a week thing? Is it a, a, a during the weekday thing? Or is it when you travel, you know, like what is, what is your thing? Like what, what is your typical morning? Is it, you know, you wake up, you work out you drink coffee. Um, what is it? Yeah. So typically speaking, I get up anywhere between like four and five o'clock in the morning. Uh, it tends to be earlier when I'm on the road because uh, I don't sleep quite as well in hotel beds uh, as I do in my own bed at home. Uh, and then sometimes on Saturdays or Sundays, uh, maybe I'll sleep until uh, maybe 5.30 or 6 o'clock. But uh, I have a real hard time sleeping in later than that. Um, so on the, on the majority of the days when I'm up at, you know, 4, 4.30, um, I get up, I pump myself full of hot black coffee. Uh, and then usually um, I'm I'm hitting the work. My kids are still sleeping. If I'm home, you know the world is asleep. Right. So I I can I can sit down, have my coffee, and and really 
focus on what I need to accomplish. And uh, oftentimes, that's, uh, I'm looking on my desk in my hotel room right now. Uh, it's uh, reading The Essentials of Investments by Bode Kane and Marcus or Managerial Economics and Business Strategy by uh, Michael Bay and uh, Jeffrey Prince. Uh, and then every few months, I get brand new textbooks that you know, once I, uh, I finish with my MBA, um, I hope that uh, my 4 a.m. time will be spent reading something a little bit more exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Exciting. No, that's, that's, I mean, that's impressive. No, I, I'm, no. I'm, I'm, I'm usually, I'm usually a late riser. I, I try to, I try to wake up, you know, seven thirty, eight 8 o'clock. Um, and not try, I mean, I do on a regular basis. I wake up at seven thirty, eight 8 o'clock, but, uh, it's, it's good to know, you know, like every time I, I hear somebody wake up early, they say, I get so much done during that time. Cause like you said, it's the quiet time. Mm-hmm. That's the time that everybody's asleep. You can get all the stuff you need to get done and then you can enjoy the rest. So, so I, just as a, a follow up to that, when do you usually go to bed then? You know, are you getting in eight hours of sleep? Or are you one of those that you, know, you can survive on four or six hours of sleep? What, what are you looking at there? Yeah, I usually get eight hours of sleep uh, every two days. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you add the days up no i'm, yeah. I'm usually uh i i try to um to be asleep by uh 10 11 o'clock uh sometimes um i crash earlier than that like uh last night i know uh i think i fell asleep around 9 9 30 uh something like that um but uh but usually around on average about 10 o'clock so i oh, guess okay. six hours nice nice all right and now so. Living, living the life you live, you know, having three kids, traveling for work, being a manager of, of multiple, you know, uh, sales reps, you have stress. How, how do you relieve stress? Are you a meditator? Are you, do you work out? Do you eat? Do you have, a, you know, a cup of cocktails or a glass of wine? Like, how do you relieve your stress? So uh, if there's anything, I'm, I'm sure you've probably uh, noticed about me by now. It's that I'm a highly analytical person. Yeah, extremely analytical. You know, my, my brain is it's very much wired like a computer. So anytime I really start getting stressed out about things, I, I like to kind of try to break it down into its constituent parts. You know, and one of the things that um, that I find that I think would benefit a lot of people is to, to look at any problem, anything that happens, anything that stresses you out and think, which category does it fall into? Is it happening to me? Is it being done to me? Is it just happening around me and I'm involved in it or is it happening around me and I'm not really part of it, but the stress is just kind of leaking over, you know, and, and what parts of this can I control and how, you know, if it's that, that latter most one, can I just walk away and remove myself from the situation, you know, or if it's happening around me and I'm somewhat involved in it, how much is my involvement in it really have to be and how much of control over that do I have? What parts of that do I have control over and how can I control it to, um, to, to lessen the stressful impact on myself? You know, and I find that when I really break it down like that, um, most of the things that initially felt like they were being done to me or happening to me, it, that's really not the case at all. It's just things that are happening around me that I happen to be involved in in some way. You know, and that kind of has a way of psychologically lessening the amount that I feel that it's impacting me and allows me to think a lot more clearly about about the problem situation um, and then come up with some possible solutions. 
you know, that's, yeah, that's, that's a great way to look at it. Yeah. A lot of, uh, I, 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 I pride myself when, when a situation comes up, I try to remove all emotions and I try to, you know, analyze it that way and say like, okay, how is it? So I feel like you do that with stress where you're just like, all right, let's, let's leave emotions outside and say like, is this happening to me? Is it happening around me? I, I love that. That's a really good way of looking at it. Yeah, I mean, I I thought it was, you know, because I always felt like things were happening to me, you know, and you get that, that you kind of, anytime you feel like a victim, you feel helpless, right? Like you're yeah. awash yep. in this sea of stress and there's nothing you can do about it. Um, but very often it's not the case or, you know, something that's happening to you might just be a small portion of the greater scheme of things. And you can remove that portion from it and then address the problems that you have to and it as a way of making large problems seem much, much smaller. No, that's, that's, that's a great way to look at it. And then sometimes that doesn't help. You know, sometimes that doesn't really get me to where I need to be, in which case there's always movies and bourbon. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That's what the listeners want to hear. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, there's nothing, sometimes there's nothing better than shutting your brain off and just putting on a movie uh, and, and having a nice glass of bourbon. Personally, I'm, I'm very uh, um, uh, partial to bourbon, sometimes some rice. Um Never like to mix them up with anything, uh, or at least usually not. Just straight room temperature, you know, uh, basic. Uh, but nice. You know, that's that's a nice way to relax too. That's fair. That's fair. Now, I just in 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 the sake of time, just because I know that you probably have you know some some textbooks to read. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll I'll throw out what I'm calling the million dollar question. Which there was a billboard in Times Square of you. Right? It could be you doing whatever. It could be you in a suit. It could be you in a T-shirt. It could be you drinking coffee. It could be you reading a textbook. What would it say on it? And now you're going to have millions of people walking by and see this. What would it say on your billboard? You know, I'm so glad that I prepared for this interview because <laughs> it gave me a lot of time to think about this question because this is a great question. You're asking people to really crystallize their um, their their philosophy of life, you know, down yeah, into yeah. something that you can put on a billboard. And I, I think that's so powerful. Um, so just kind of going back through all the things I was thinking about, all the answers to the questions and, you know, how I feel about things. And, you know, what I came up with was, the, you know, I thought about how so many people are searching for something in this world to make them feel like they matter. But they were searching outside of themselves all the time. They're always searching for external validation and um, people become fake and dysfunctional. You know, they lose that authenticity. They, they become empty and unhappy trying to be something that they're not just to please people that might not even really care or like them anyway. Instead of living authentically and being unapologetically sincere and pouring their honest self into what they do and, and how they live their life. So I don't know what the picture would be on this billboard, but I think that the caption should be, you matter, act like it. Nice. I, that, that is awesome. You matter, act like it. Yep. I, could, I, I like that. I like that a lot. And, and it, because so many times people think that they're insignificant, and, and, and that goes back to the whole thing. You know, I – I, I, I like to take what you what, what people say and I like to relate it to how I think. And there is one 
you know, one thing where I always said, you know, I want to do this or I want to do that. You know, I, I've always wanted to be not, I, I never want to be a motivational speaker, but I always wanted to be like a, a, a speaker, right? I, I like, I go to conferences sometimes and you, you see these speakers come up and, and I've always said, you know what, I don't have a good story. Like I grew up in, you know, a, a suburban, you know, neighborhood. Uh, I, I lived a good life. You know, I played hockey. I, you know, I had everything I needed, right? It wasn't like my, my family's loaded, but at the same time, we weren't poor. So we had everything we needed. So what possibly could I talk about to a group of people and have them say like, wow, you know what? That's a good story. I'm going to go ahead and do it. Like I wasn't, you know, I wasn't a drug addict. I wasn't uh, homeless. I wasn't this. I wasn't that. You know, most good stories come from some form of, tragedy or some form of, you know, uh, downplay of, 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 of their life, like some, you know, some downfall of their life, I should say, not downplay. And, and when I, when I came up with this, like, I'm going to do a podcast, I had the same doubt and I, you know, something like what you just said, you matter, act like it. I, I started thinking like, wait a minute, you know, I, I, I like, my story matters. Like, even though I didn't have a tough story, I, I still, you know, my voice deserves to be heard if I, if I want to talk about something and you know what, maybe, maybe it will resonate with one person. Maybe it'll resonate with a million people. I don't know, but I, I love what you just said there. Your life matter or your, you matter act like it. And, and yeah. that's, I, that's, that's a great, great billboard. We're all part of this uh, human experience, and uh, the most compelling part about human human experience is when you uh, you relate it authentically, um, and, and that's really the only thing that matters. You know, just be yourself, and there's nothing more powerful than somebody being themselves and and trying to um, uh, to to use that to improve you know the world around them. No, I, I couldn't, I mean, I couldn't have done, said that best. That's, I mean, that better, I should say. That was, that was really, really well said. Um, well, I, Chris, listen, I, I, I would love to have you on again. I, I do what we call a, a whatever Wednesday podcast where we can talk about whatever you want. Um, you know, so anytime uh, you're, you're in the mood to talk about whatever you want, you know, let's, let's, let's get together and do this again because uh, it was, it was really fun and, uh, you're, you, you, you definitely came prepared. It, 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 it shows you, you're very analytical, which I love that. Uh, so if you're ever in the mood to have just a, a, a random conversation about anything and everything, uh, let's, let's, let's put it together and, uh, you know, get it together, you know, maybe over the next month or two. And, and, uh, you know, thank you again for joining because, uh, this was, this was a great podcast. I, I, I think this was very informative and, uh, you know, motivating. So, well, I appreciate. I really, I really appreciate it too. Thank you so much for having me on. And honestly, I, you know, if you're, uh, if you really want, I mean, I would love to do it. Um, I had such a good time uh, doing this. You know, like I said, you, you, I really enjoy your interviewing style, um, and I hope that, you know, I hope that I'm at, at least you know half as compelling as the majority of the other guests that you've had. You know, I don't know how it's going to play. You know. Uh, but uh, I hope that somebody somewhere gets something out of uh, you know what I had to bring to the table today. Absolutely, no, this was this was great, and and we will uh, we'll definitely do this again because this was a lot of fun, and uh, and it will be a little less structured, uh, but it'll it will be just as much fun, and uh, and I'm sure we can get topics. So I uh, I appreciate it, 
and have have a, have a good rest of your uh, your week and uh, you know safe travels home. Thank you, man. You too. All right, Chris. I'll talk to you later. All right. Take care. Bye. Now a shout out to our sponsors. Uh, new sponsor, Giggy Bank Payment Tracker. Uh, whether you are a dog walker, personal trainer, or anything, um, you can save time tracking your self-employment income, right? If you use spreadsheets, notebooks, or really nothing at all, then Giggy Bank's for you. You can download today, and your first three clients are free. Uh, it's very easy to use. Giggy Bank tracks a single balance for each client. Enter gigs to track work done and increase the balance and payments to uh, bring the balance down. It's as simple as that. So uh, check out Giggy Bank in the app stores. All right, and SaberCon. For all your concrete restoration needs in South Florida, reach out to Jim or Scott at SaberCon. And last but certainly not least, uh, VitFit Keys uh, is one of the best uh, trainers with uh, Melissa. She will get your butt into shape. So thank you all, and have a great week.